Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a uh, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. My man Patrick, uh, inspired by a film, uh, takes uh, movie uh, songs from that soundtrack uh, of that movie and plays those songs for us for midweek movie music. And we're supposed to guess exactly what that was. Harge got it. It was American Gangster. Came out 15 years ago uh, this week or today. Which one was that? Too? I believe it's today for the national release. Okay, there you go. Uh, all right, American Gangster. Dig Gr- it. Gr- uh, great Denzel flick. Love Man. American Gangster. And also a really good soundtrack, too. Very which good. we are uh, paying tribute to today for midweek movie music. You can be a part of the show. Hit us up, Specs, text line 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge. And Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. All right, let's get to uh, Texas, K- Kansas State. We'll get to previewing the Texas K state matchup here but uh before we do that yesterday um we reported uh that my man chip brown actually reported but uh we talked about his report at 24 7 that there was a players only meeting uh, it was actually information that jordan whittington one of the leaders on the team volunteered uh the information <laughs> that uh yes they had a players only meeting after the oklahoma state loss and yes it is their second players only meeting of the season first one worked out really well for him like i would say you know it's kind of like marriage counseling for players only meetings you know, nobody goes to marriage counseling when things are going well usually go when things aren't going so well when you're trying to fix something when the fit hits the shan and it's happened twice for texas already first time by the way that marriage counseling worked and i'm not saying marriage counseling can't work it can work really well if everybody's committed and everybody wants to make sure that they are following all the necessary therapeutic methods to try to make sure that they resolve the matter whatever it may be so it can work and for texas it did work Uh, but now they got another one harsh another player's only meeting uh i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but the last one worked so hell i guess if it worked last time maybe it'll work again yeah and it it came out by the texas tech game and after the Texas Tech game, and they went out there and, and they curb stomped. They went out there and went to work. They oh, played West well. Virginia. That might have been the best game we've right. seen them play and all year. And that's what we were talking about. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, who is this team? Yeah. Is this, oh, we're about to turn the corner, and then, boom, we take those two steps back. Well, they went out and they beat Iowa State mm-hmm. as well. We, sh- we got a chance to see that. And we're like, okay, this team has actually done something, and then we have the failure in the big game, and now we're trying to figure out, all right, is this team – all talk and no bite. I mean, are they going to go out there and fight these dudes? I was just texting with a, a former player, and that's what he's asking. It's like, okay, we can have all these meetings, 
But after these meetings, what's going to happen? Um, we're going to have to continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, we sit back and we talk about your analogy and you say it's like marriage council. Nobody ever goes to marriage council when things are good. They always go when things are bad, and it's what happens after that. Yeah. Are we going to continue the conversation? Exactly. Are we going to grow from our relationship? Are go. we looking at each other every single day and resenting some of the things that we heard? Or are we going to go out there and grow together? And that's the biggest thing that you want to see from this football team. Yes, they still have a lot to play for. They're still. I love oh, what yeah. Sark said. In no, he said it's about November and what we have an opportunity mm-hmm. to play for. They go and win this game. I know it sounds crazy, but they become bowl eligible, and that's something that I mean, it's 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 sad no, right. that we're no, having the conversation. A but they it's they a want step. That, they want their last that's year. That's right. Yep. And now we're moving on to a team that right. we saw go out and play unbelievable football. And Bijan Robinson, I heard Chip talk about this when he was on uh, Chad and Zay talk about Bijan stopped watching the game because he was frustrated because he knew that they let that game get away. Heard you I'm talk glad, about it yesterday it. and how it. fired up you were because you watched it five times. And each time you saw they didn't beat Texas. Texas gave the game away. Mm-hmm. So all mean. those things that um, got them to that mountaintop that where we were all sipping that Kool-Aid. And I even put some ice in it. I mm-hmm. put ice in it. Oh, yeah. It was, it, I didn't even let it oh, sit yeah. there that long. I had it. I was going to make a popsicle out of it. <laughs> but now we're sitting there and it's like. Man, why you give me this old popsicle that tastes like flavor aid? You don't want that. You don't want that. I want to see this team come out and take the take advantage of this situation that they have been given. You get a chance. You only have what four more games, and you got two yep. at home. Mm-hmm. And so your season, some of you seniors that have never had an opportunity to play for anything, now you're playing for something. Let's go get it. This is what it's all about. And I love the fact that he said we just need to make sure that we tighten up some things. Tighten up some things. And I heard you yesterday, Rob, when I left, you were talking about if I have to have my boys come over to the house, who's bringing the pizza, who's bringing the brew, but we're about to watch three hours of football where took together and break down our film and look at our keys, that's what we're going to do. Who's bunkering down right now? And that's the biggest question for me. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I hope the players on your meeting has the same effect it did last time. But I would say the most discouraging thing about having the multiple players on your meetings are obviously it didn't take. Right, that's my point. Mm. I mean, like, I, I heard Coach Ty Harrington talking about it, and I uh, heard them talking um, earlier. What was it? Had JJ. Oh, JJ got gotcha gotcha yesterday. On, yesterday. Uh, couple, yeah. yeah, had him on yesterday talking about it. And yeah, I mean, obviously the first players only meeting, although you did get the results you wanted. It didn't have a lasting effect. Yeah, people start reading consistent. their press clippings again. So you whatever know? it was, yeah. I guess he has the reiteration of trying to get things uh, back on track. Here is the quote from Jordan Whittington. He said, <clears throat> quote, we had a meeting um, uh, just about how important the details are, and this was just like catching back up to it, just making sure everybody stayed on track and understood that we're at the last stretch of the season, so the details matter even more. It was good and very much needed, and I think today, just watching practice, you could tell that it got implemented. Yeah. So uh, hopefully they had, listen, they had two weeks to prepare for K-State. Yes. So <laughs> no excuses. Yeah, no excuses. It, it, they they they're going to be as healthy as they're ever going to be. All right, throughout the season because it was their first big break of the season. And schematically, I expect 
Sark and the coaching staff to have a hell of a game plan. Right. For K-State, yes, they have to prepare for two quarterbacks, Adrian Martinez and Will Howard. And honestly, I think I think you'll see both. I don't know if there's any guarantee uh, which way Coach Kleiman will go. Right. I think there are benefits to going with Will Howard. I think there are benefits to going with Adrian Martinez. Yeah, there's definitely some benefits with hey, Will uh, Howard. Will throws Howard throws the ball a little yeah. bit better. He's going to have a more of a vertical passing game. Love the stat. We talked about it on uh, Longhorn Blitzer. My man Jeff Howe bring it up on Light the Tower. Uh, Will Howard is 8 of 13 on, yeah. throwing, on his deep balls. Right. That's, I, mean, I that like that. I like that. like that. Spectacular percentage. <laughs> I like he can, that. He can chunk it deep on you, man. So, right. uh, for Texas, that would be a concern is that you know, when Will Howard's in there, he makes you defend more of the grass yep. vertically than an Adrian Martinez. But Adrian Martinez, when he's in there, and Will Howard, we know he can run because he yep. ran away from Texas last year. 71 uh, yard touchdown yeah, run. Yeah, <laughs> ran away from Texas. Yes. Made him look bad, smashed them angles, yep. destroyed those destroyed angles. Destroyed those angles. <laughs> uh, the, but uh, Adrian Martinez, wait, elite runner. If yes. you look at it, he's actually averaging uh, more yards after contact per carry than Deuce Vaughn. Right. <laughs> and that's that, that's what you look at. Devastating. Well, remember, yeah. I mean, we can go back and look at the game against Oklahoma when he was destroying that Oklahoma defense. Yeah. And I guess that was foreshadowing for us to know that he the just Oklahoma doesn't did. like the state of Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> that's what it is. They, the K-State, they hate the state of Oklahoma. They hate the state yeah, of Oklahoma. But he looked amazing when he was running he the football yeah. uh, against that, against Oklahoma. But then you look at some of his other games, and we talked about this when mm-hmm. he first said he was going to K-State. I said, this is going to be a problem for everybody in the Big 12 because now he's playing with a team that has this run game down. They have Coach Kleiman that is teaching. They got Colin Klein, who is the the legend when it comes to this offense and how he presents it and the problems that he caused for everybody in the Big 12. So now you have a guy that is having more confidence in his game. But he's banged up. We don't know if he's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. And we also know, but it's league-wide and it's nationwide, it's tough to, st- to stop a running quarterback. It's tough for Texas to keep a guy in the pocket without letting him get outside and using his legs. That's the tough part. And so to your point about the game plan and how they're going to have to prepare, they're preparing for two quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, and you know we'll get into some X's and O's and why you know K State are they're so tough to stop to game plan for uh, that offense because Will Howard and Adrian Martinez both can run and you know both of those guys can threaten you with the pass, but Will Howard obviously a little bit more vertical uh, passing game and a better arm vertically down the field, uh, but they have so many different elements that you have to defend at one time almost simultaneously because they're going to run the the RPO. They're going to run the run-pass option. So when they run their RPOs, different from Texas with Quinn Ewers, they run theirs as the zone read because the quarterback can still run it. So in addition to the quarterback run threat, you got to worry about Deuce Vaughn in that run-pass option, and then they'll tag it on top of that. And if you've listened to my rant yesterday, uh, um, I'll go look at my Twitter account, at Rod Babers. You'd see why a glance route, which will be the tag, on that RPO has been devastating to mm. Texas, and they'll probably do a lot of that against Texas. It, it puts the defense in a bind, and unfortunately for Texas, it puts the linebackers in constant conflict. Yeah. So this, this game, to me, your D-line has been really good all year, so you know that's going to travel for Texas. This game, a big part of it is going to be on the linebacker play for Texas. It has to be. Huge play, because they're, they're put in such conflict constantly, whether it be with... 
you know, them having to, you know, meet Deuce Vaughn at the second level uh, in the hole. And trust me, that guy at the second level, usually, you know, as a coach, you would like, hey, Jalen Ford or DeMarvion Overshone one-on-one in the hole with that running back. I'll take that. Mm, not yeah. necessarily with Deuce Vaughn. Right. I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be advantageous to you. Yeah, that's um, not smart. That's not. So, but, but the RPO game, that's all, obviously a big part of that is on the linebackers um, and their eye discipline, uh, a ton of the. Uh, the way that they uh, utilize their uh, their fullbacks and different backs because they use multiple backs. They'll put two tailbacks in the backfield too. They'll yep. put Giddens in the backfield with Deuce Fun, two tailback sets like Texas likes to do. They'll go old school fullback. Hell, like I said, I formation. Yeah, they're, they're right not right afraid. They will use Deuce Fun and they will use Deuce Fun in more ways probably than Texas uses Bijan. I would say so. Yeah. Because yeah. that, those are the things that we've yeah. been talking about. Uh, I think yeah. uh, there's still times that we're looking here and saying, I think he's being underused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I went back and I watched the game because uh, it was on Longhorn Network. I was up in the middle of the night, and I watched the game last year against TCU when they were on the road. Mm-hmm. Max Duggan was playing good, but what did Texas do? He get, they gave the ball to Bijan. Bijan had over 30 carries in that game. And remember, that was the game that Gary Patterson came out and was like, I don't know if I would have been able to run him like that if that's what they want to do to get a big – you know yeah. what I'm saying? They're talking mm-hmm. about – but, yes, that is something that Texas needs to do they because when you get a dub, everything else is off the table. Mm-hmm. You're happy. Yep. You could go – Bijan said it the other week when he's like, man, I got to get in that hot tub because I ran the ball. I'm a little sore. I ain't going to lie. It's okay. Got the victory. Mm-hmm. That hot tub feels better with a victory yeah, it than it does when you're sitting there trying to figure out what happened in the game. Yeah. No, I, I think this might be the game where Sark, much like the Iowa State game, even though that was at home, uh, decides this is a game to ride Bijan and Rojo, your your best leader and your best player. Um, I was talking to uh, Jeremy Hills earlier, and he was talking about he wouldn't mind seeing – this would be the game they should combine for 40 rushes, 40 to 45 rushes. That was the between scene of the Rojo, two years ago, yeah, between right? Between Rojo and Bijan, they, they should combine for 40-plus rushes in this game. That's what they did Running that game year. travels. Yeah, when, they, when, B, when uh, Rojo had his biggest game was against them. He ran the ball a ton. And that's the thing that I continue mm-hmm. to look at, too. It's like the game plan is there for you. They understand it. They don't. Their their defense don't want to hit that much either. With them two dudes coming at them, mm-hmm. you can only take so much of that pounding every time they run the ball. Yeah. Give them a little bit of space. Give them a little bit of space. Love this text though. Uh, says game plan is not the issue. It's the adjustments by these coaches. Definition of insanity. Uh, yeah. No, I, I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think the game plan has to be sound because you want a good start. The last thing you want to do is get off to a slow start. That crowd's in it. Then you got two opponents. You got to play like the Astros did last night. You got to play your opponent and, <laughs> and you got to play that yep. deal with that damn crowd. You don't want that. You try. That's why the running game is big. Running game can silence that crowd, take them mm-hmm. out of it, control, monopolize that momentum. But Texter, you're right on the money, and we've we've talked about it and I've probably yelled and screamed about it more than anybody uh, Sark and, and PK losing mm-hmm. the chess match within the game uh, game plan and preparation are great which is why they're an awesome three quarter team but the fourth quarter is all about adjustments all the adjustments you made at halftime and then the rest of the adjustments that you have made throughout the second half your initial game plan your preparation that's what Texas coaches are probably as good at as any 
any coaching staff in the country. Texas, are, they are winning the game plan and winning the battle of game planning and preparation more oftentimes than not. But they're mm-hmm. losing the battle of adjustments more oftentimes than not. And that's why you lose the game. For sure. And that's what Sark, and I said in the offseason, that was the biggest thing Sark needed to work on, the man in the mirror moment. And I, like I said, I don't know if there's a specific way to improve that as a tactician and a strategist. Uh, my, my recommendation would be, hey, you brought Gary Patterson in, have Gary Patterson reverse engineer every game plan you got and say, all right, if I was going up mm-hmm. against you, Sark, I would do A, B, C, and D. Right. And then Sark should go, okay, now I'll come up with counters for A, B, C, and D. And when you go into the game and your opponent does A, B, C, and D, you can go, ha-ha, I expected that. Uh, I got you. I guess exactly what I'll do. And you'll have the contingency plan of the counter ready to go already because it's obvious that Sark has trouble in game with the feel of the game and with that chess match during the game. So mm-hmm. my suggestion would be find a way to already have those counters ready to go, have some of them ready to go, or some people would just suggest, hey, play the hits. You know what I mean? Just keep play doing the, the stuff hits. that works. Take everything that worked in the first half and yeah. just do it in the second half. And if that don't work, because there's some things he does that works in the first half, he'll, you'll never see it again in the second half. Like, remember that Keelan Robinson yep. play where he gets 19 oh. yards, beautiful play design, and you're like, hey, run that one more time. Run it again and see if you get the same thing. Or run it with X-Men there instead of Keelan Robinson. Maybe they double him and opens up something else. You know what I mean? More layering and more... He should be building on some of his uh, plays and concepts, more the, the really successful ones. Like the remember the orbit return motion touchdown to X Men. You you had, you didn't see it before that, and you haven't you haven't seen it since. I mean, it's like why are they why why are these plays so sporadically called? Why aren't you building on these very successful concepts? And I think that would help Sark a little bit too. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I mean, I, I love the fact of what you said about bringing back some of those plays. Yeah. Where, how how do we see him once and never see him again? X man in the backfield. It. Yeah, yeah you can again. flip it and flip it to the other side. Do it. I mean, <laughs> high school coaches do it all the time. All the time. I, I, I go to high school games like it worked going to the right. Oh, they just right, did it again it to, to the, the left. left. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like a home shuffle, man. We going to the right. Oh, we gonna bring it right back down to the left. Yeah. To the left. To the left. Right. For real, like the Cuban shuffle, man. Two like, stars. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you. I, I think maybe we're thinking about it. You know, making it too complicated. Just get rudimentary. Right. Did it work? All right, bring it back. Play yeah. the hits. Yeah. So that's another suggestion too. In addition to having you know Gary Patterson help you reverse engineer some of those game plans. Another suggestion. I had I know it's wild but hell man like you know you have your scripted plays done and they're like 20 plays make it 25 and you've practiced those plays you already know how to call them mm-hmm. let Brendan Marion or Kyle Flood call those plays and then you sit back and just take notes and start conjuring up your counters for the second half yeah or, or whenever the 25 script. Why you got to call the 25 script? You already got those plays. You, you know what it is. You, you, and if something happens crazy, you can always veto and say, no, no, no. Guys, I got this. Something. We just had a turnover. Or yeah, I got something, something didn't happen. Yeah, I, see. Yeah. I got it's something I seen. I want to take yeah. over. But if everything happens, you should just sit back, take some notes, figure out you know, some great creative counters, and then get ready for the second half so you can win the chess match within the game. Yep. What Whatever you, it takes. I don't care. I'm just. Throwing blank at the wall to see if it sticks. No, I, I really love it. I really love <laughs> yeah. the fact because these are ideas that, as you said, we can see if it sticks. It's called adjustments. It's called making sure yeah. that I'm not getting out coached. Not saying he's getting out coached, but the I'm numbers. Saying he's be- getting but I'm saying the numbers bear it. <laughs> the numbers it. bear it. You have to be able to make those adjustments and make them quick and make them on the fly. 
That is why this team, that's why football and sport is so amazing. Mm-hmm. It's the game of adjustments. Yes, the script is beautiful. We've seen it. You it's get amazing. up. It's amazing. You script. get up in every game. Yeah. How, what are it's we beautiful. doing to keep the pressure yep. on them? That's the biggest thing for me. And it goes back to what we were talking about just a little while ago when we were talking about the committee. You, you're, not be, you're not beating these teams by 40 points. Well, if you go back and look, there's not very many teams that are beating people by 40 points. It's very rare these days yeah. because of the transfer portal, mm-hmm. everything that goes into it, coaching or changes all the time. So you have to make these adjustments. That's the frustrating part, and that's why people get – that's why people go from being excited about it, drinking the Kool-Aid, to – what in the hell is going on out there? <laughs> no, you're right about that. I mean, I we were all drinking the Kool-Aid at one point yeah. too, and like I said, I I know the difference between Kool-Aid and Flavor Aid. <laughs> I know, and that's that's Flavor Aid. That I'm is thinking. watered down. That ain't Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh Let me tell you about my friends, uh, Hot Cat Tequila, my favorite new tequila. The cat stands for cinnamon, agave, and tequila. The recipe is simplistically brilliant and delicious. It's just cinnamon, agave, nectar, and tequila. So light, so smooth. It is a tequila lover's dream. And if you're not a fan of tequila, Hot Cat Tequila will make you a fan of tequila. It'll turn any event into a party. Every party is a celebration. So celebrate and turn up with Hot Hot Cat Tequila. Once you try Hot Cat, you won't go back to that old cinnamon whiskey or that cheap tequila you ordered rounds of when you were just trying to get the party started. Turn up your party, turn up your tailgate with Hot Cat Tequila. No football tailgate or watch party is complete without Hot Cat Tequila. The perfect way to pregame for the big game, concerts, festivals, or a night on the town with family and friends. Hot Cat Tequila is best served cold for a quick round of shots or to sip on the rocks when you're just trying to chill up, throw something on the grill. Visit cattequila.com to find a store near you that sells Hot Cat Tequila or to find a bar near you that serves Hot Cat tequila turn up with hot cat tequila i just thought about we playing the wildcats and, and hot cat tequila and i was like oh man there's a lot of cat talk around here oh yeah uh, it's gonna be a cat fight but we got a famous wildcat courtesy of my man harsh i told y'all he know every damn body yeah uh, man. so once again he's opened up the ro- uh, oh not the rolodex i'm old there the you contact go. list the contact uh, list. and you guys are very special guests for harsh knock life uh, who you got for us that's right we got a gridiron favorite for the folks over in a legend uh, uh, yeah a legend uh uh, Michael Bishop will be joining us to Ooh, preview this K-State game. He's one of the best to ever do it. I mean, he was electrifying, fun guy. And by the way, guys, guess what? He also got drafted to play professional baseball coming out of high school. Oh, Holla! Got drafted into the NFL, too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. He Patri- the Patriots? He's the Patriots drafted him. Was it yeah. Pete Carroll? Yeah, 1999. Was it I think then? it was Pete Carroll. I believe it was Pete Carroll that drafted yeah. him, if I'm not mistaken. 1999. Oh, man. Oh, school. Okay, I'm yeah. excited about this. Got Hard yeah. Knock Life coming up. We got a, a legend, Michael Bishop, joining us to talk K-State football right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folk, but in front of your own speak, my man. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! It's 
Welcome back to a midweek movie. Man- mania. I'm going to call it mania today because I got American Gangster today. <laughs> That's exactly what we hit, did today on, a, on the edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Harge. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We love it when you're part of the Specs text line. I see it's been blowing up all day. 512-337-3776. And joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a football legend. Mm -hmm. Somebody that everybody in this area knows well because of the way he played when he was at K-State. But what a lot of people don't know, that that man was drafted by the Cleveland Indians in 1995 (laughs) in the Major League Baseball draft, but he went on to play in the NFL, Mm -hmm. became a legend at K-State. He is one Michael Bishop. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, fellas, man? Hey, hey, glad you could join us, man. man. We we appreciate you jumping on with us uh, to help us preview that game that's coming up this weekend. But I also am going to end up talking to you a little bit about the College Football Hall of Fame because I know that uh, you are trying to get yourself in there. But let's just wait a minute. We'll get into that in just a second. Let's talk about this game. Uh, obviously, K-State is on the map. They're doing unbelievable things right now. Deuce Vaughn. We've been talking about Adrian Martinez here in this area, and now you got Will the Thrill Howard at quarterback doing his thing. When you're looking at the quarterback position at K State, when you look at these guys, what do you, what comes to mind? Well, for me, you know, it's all about opportunity. You know, if, if you if you prepare and you understand that, you know, hey, you may never ever get a chance to compete, but that chance that that comes up, you better be ready for it. And I think that, you know, as far as Will, Will has done a great job of stepping in, uh, doing doing what, you know, he's been doing his whole life from from a, from a little kid. That's playing football and having fun. Same thing with uh, with Martinez. You know, Martinez has, has, has a long road, you know, coming through Nebraska and all that. But he's in a different situation now with Cape State. And, you know, he up until he got banged up a little bit, he was, he was playing phenomenal uh, football for Cape State. Uh, at, at the times with K-State QBs, the guys, they are doing what they need to do for their team to be successful. All right, let me ask you, uh, Mike, if you uh, had to choose uh, between these quarterbacks, which one to start against Texas, who would you choose that gives you the best chance to win the game? Well, you know, you, you got to take into consideration that, you know, during the week of practice, you know, for me, I'm, I'm looking at the reps. I'm looking at completions, incompletions. I'm looking at huddle command. I'm looking at uh, your body manuals. I'm looking at everything. So, you know, the guy that, that, that I would choose has a check off all the boxes. Both of them check off all the boxes as well. But now you got to go with, with who's hot who do you believe in. Both guys have shown that they can go and lead the team and, and get victories. So now it, 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 it comes down to, you know, is Martinez a little bit banged up? Is he 90%? Is he 70%? Uh Howard got banged up a little bit as well uh, in, in, a, in the previous game. So whichever guy's healthy, then that's what I'm going with because, you know, I have faith in both of them that, you know, we have one come and go. Let's go out there. Don't be the hero. Do what you can do for the team and, and let everybody else make plays. So whichever guy that they choose, uh, I'm thinking in the back of my mind that, hey, you go out there and play your game. Let it come to you. Don't force it. you got 10 other guys around you that's in that huddle for a reason. Let them work. We're talking to Michael Bishop, former quarterback of the K-State Wildcats. He's talking to us, previewing the K-State versus Texas football game. And, Mike, when you're looking at this K-State defense, because 
you know, a lot of times you saw last week they didn't give up any points. They played some pressure defense. They got Spencer Sanders off his rhythm. They didn't let the running game uh, get going for Oklahoma State. When you watch this K-State defense, they're pretty much a bend-but-don't-break type of defense. But right now, they were suffocating in the last couple of weeks. What do you attest that to? Well, you know, these are these are a group of young men who nobody really gives credit to. You know, these are guys who are, you know, they, they in my opinion, they can play at any university in the country, but they're at K-State for a reason. Those guys are, are, are you know, besides the guys that they announce every weekend, those other guys, they are pulling their weight. They are getting in in spots. They are putting themselves in position to make plays that nobody thought that they would be making. And that's something you can't you you, you cannot overlook that. But on the back end, K State has always had a great defense. K State has always had guys that that as we call it this mob. They have guys that that will do whatever it takes to make that tackle. Do whatever it takes to to, to be in that situation where. They they out there going to battle for K State, so I take my hat off to them. You know what they did versus Oklahoma, what they did versus Oklahoma State uh, across the league. I mean, if that didn't open up your eyes, I don't know what else will. But at the same time, you know when you have success, uh, you can also have letdown. So my biggest thing is, you know, we prove we can do it. Let's be consistent with it. Okay, we 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 set we won the state of Oklahoma. Now, you know, I'm a Texas guy, so it kind of hurts me. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we lost to, to, to TCU. It was a great game. But we have, we have, to, get, we have to get one from Texas. And it's going to be a great game because I know Texas is geared up for it. Texas always has some great athletes, you know. But oh, in this situation, i I, I got to bleed purple. Hey, uh, uh, Mike, tell me about Chris Kleiman because you've been around great coaches, man. Uh, you, obviously, Coach Snyder, one of the GOATs. Uh, Bill Belichick, <laughs> he was around him to another GOAT. Uh, Chris Kleiman, I think, is a hell of a coach. Harge and I are both big fans. Tell me what you think uh, you've noticed that sets him apart, makes him unique. Well, I think it's his, it's, it's his approach to the kids, or the young student athletes. Um, you know, you have some situations where coaches are untouchable. Um, you know, the, the media can't even get to them. The president can't even get to them. But when you have a guy that, that actually interacts with kids, uh, lets the kids be themselves, um, you know, has has enthusiasm. You know, you see him on some videos, he's dancing with the kids. He's leading, he's leading the kids in the locker room. He's jumping all over the place. He's excited. I think at any level, when you have a coach that can, that can somewhat fit in with the kids and let the kids know, hey, you don't have to be – hard all day you don't have to you know put on that mean face and 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 show me something every day you know i think that by him being able to come into k-state and letting the kids be kids but still you know making sure they do the right thing i think the kids are playing student athletes are playing loose and when you allow a young man to play loose and you know that the, the staff has your back you're going to go out there and you're going to give every ounce you have. You know, sometimes you want to crawl off the field, but that all comes with, you know, being a K-State Wildcat. Everybody that puts on that uniform, you've given everything you have. And he's, 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 he's a proven winner because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he inherited, he inherited a great team at, you know, where, where he came from. So if that's the case, so be it. You still, got, you still got to coach. You still got to get the guys ready. And that's what he continues to do every weekend. You know, you can't win them all. But you win the more win, win as many as you can, and so far so great for Coach Climbing and the K State Wildcats. Yeah, like Ross said, I'm a big fan, and I've been watching his career ever since he was at uh, North Dakota State, where they were winning championships, and he brought that pedigree 
over here. We're talking to Michael Bishop, who started 25 games, including bowl games, during his two seasons at K-State and posted a record of 22-3. and He did finish second in the Heisman Trophy ballot, and we won't talk about who beat him, right, Mike? You don't want to bring that up, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows. Hey, to, 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 to all of Austin Mason, UT Mason, I, I was trying to believe that we need a recount. Ricky stole it from me. But no, you know, me, 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 me and Rick are, are great friends. Uh, you know, if you go back, you know, the crazy thing about it is uh, my daughter was watching, uh, you know, they showed a Heisman presentation. So my daughter was watching, and my daughter was like, you know, Dad, you were the first one to clap for him when they called his name. I said, you know, I respect Rick. I said, you know, Rick, Rick did a lot of great things, except when he played against those K-State Wildcats. But, that's whole- <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 you know, I, I respect Rick. You know, I, I had a chance to play with Rick in the hula bowl, and, you know, the guy the guy was a beast. Um, you know, the guy put up, you know, great numbers. You know, he's built like a Greek god back then. You know, so I, I, I was just honored to be on the – on the same team and hand the ball off to him a couple of times. We actually ran into each other again in the CFL. So, you know, my, every time I've been around Rick, you know, the conversation has been great. You know, we talked about life. Yeah. And a lot of people, when you play, when, you, when you're when you an athlete, you don't get a chance to talk about life because there's so much press on you. There's so much, you know, hey, can you sign this? Or can you run for 100 yards? Can you throw, you know, yeah. there's so much press on you. But when you get a chance to sit down with a guy that uh, has been not done that and you talk about life, those are situations and, and and statements that that you remember for a lifetime because nobody nobody actually says hey how you doing you know the thing about it is hey you rushed for 170 yards nobody says how you feel nobody says hey man I love what you do but how how are you mentally you know so when me and him we had our conversation when I come down to Austin and I go to games and I see him you know when he was doing the broadcast and all that we we talk all the time I talk to his mother you know I told his mother too I said you know that trophy shows supposed to be with me so you know we, we laugh we laugh and joke but but in all seriousness man you know uh hats off to rick and what he did in his career you know because you know at, at that time it was tough yeah the big 12 was tough you know for, for for him to go out and win it you know my like i say my hat goes out to him you know so i, I have number love for the guy so let's get into it, Mike. I know that, you know, one of the biggest things that you have been working for and I think it's more than deserving is the College Football Hall of Fame. I got a chance to go to the induction ceremony last year because one of my good friends uh, invited me and my family out there to represent him, Kenneth Sims, who played at the University of Texas, also a Texas boy. Um, he was uh, very gracious in his time, but he had to wait a while. So talk about where you are right now with this uh, ballot and, and what are they saying to you? Well, you know, first, first and foremost, you know, I, I, I give all credit, you know, to the big man upstairs. And then I give credit to you know my family, but then my teammates, my coaches, you know, without those guys, I wouldn't I wouldn't have accomplished anything that I accomplished in my career uh, at, on the college level. And and even I take it back to I don't know if they give me credit for it, but you know my my total record is forty six and three because I, I I I'm proud of my JUCO record because it was national championship yep. back to back, so twenty four. So I add everything in because blood, sweat, and tears went into that. But you know when I look at this whole situation. You know, like I said, I thank God that I'm even mentioning that. I'm, I'm on the ballot. Um, as 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 every year approaches, you know, I, I get butterflies because I keep saying to myself, man, this is it, this is it. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that you know, I, I played well enough to, to be in there. 
you know, if, if this is the year, I'm ready for it. If not, I'm going to keep on plugging. You know, I'm a high school head football coach here in Spring, Texas. So we won uh, the win of charter school, so we won the state championship last year. So my, my thing is, is beyond that. You know, I, I, as long as I can keep motivating these kids and keeping these kids' hopes and dreams alive about someday playing at the next level, the collegiate level and, and even the pro level, uh, that's that's my goal, you know. But when it's all said and done, I would love to hear my name, you know, be called saying, "Hey, welcome to the College Hall of Fame." Uh, that right there will 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 set me over the top because, you know, like I say, I you know I lost my my dad in uh to COVID, lost my mom in oh in oh six. So I know that you know they're gonna be very 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 proud of all the things I've been doing. But you know they had a chance to see me play live. They had a chance to go to every game. So. They seen me. They seen me do what I was doing. So I want to do it for them. Number one, I want to do it for them. And, and like I said, there, there's a lot of people out there that that really don't know my story. They really don't know. You know, when it comes to mobile quarterbacks, first thing they say was, "Oh, Mike Vick, uh, Cam Newton." Uh, but there's, there's there's plenty of people that's out there that was doing what, what we was doing. And and I think I had a major impact on those, those guys and how they played their game. Um, but you know. If, if people don't know, they don't know. So in order for me to get in there and then all of a sudden people start doing research and say, oh, well, this guy can play a little bit. That's what that's what I'm looking forward to because I, I truly know and I truly believe that I belong in there. You know, everybody else that, that goes in uh, before me, you know, I say I, 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 I applaud them, I respect them, but I know the work that I did in order to put myself in a situation to even be mentioned in that. So – you know, it's, it's exciting. Every year gets exciting. And then, you know, you, you I'm not going to say I have a letdown, but I have a more, of a more of a disappointment. But I know, you know, that's life. You know, you can't win them all. And, and you know, a lot of people, there's people who, who are older than me who are still not in there. So I respect that. But if I get in there, oh, man, I'm going to be so happy. I mean, <laughs> I, don't party. I, have, I haven't had a party in a long time. I haven't had a party <laughs> like that because, because I'm so hungry. And at the same time, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so humble because yeah. – I know that everybody that's in there, I know the work that they put in to get there. Absolutely. I know the sacrifices. I know the blood, sweat, and tears. And and I, I, I want my roses as well, you know? Mm, yeah. Hey, hey we've hey, seen it ourselves. I saw it, man. Hey, 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 you got my vote. <laughs> you got my, you got my vote, vote as <laughs> well. You got my vote as well. Before we let you go, before we let you go, Michael, I got I got to ask you this, man, and, and be as real as you possibly can with me, okay? Yes. All right. So the movie where – Jamie Foxx played the quarterback <laughs> position. Did you tell him or show him how to become a good quarterback? Because I know he played quarterback, <laughs> but a lot of people don't know that that's your first cousin. And Willie Beeman, Say what? yeah, Willie Beeman was out there steaming. Is that because of you? Did you did you give him some some acting tips on that one? Well, well, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Um, you know that movie just didn't pop out of nowhere. <laughs> right. that, that, hey, and 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 a, and a, cu- a couple a couple of scenes in the movie just didn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Already, so, already. Yeah, so without 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 saying too much, you know, like I say, you know, and I and I call him Eric Eric, aka Jamie is a great actor. He's a great he's a great human being. He's very talented. I mean, he does he does a lot of things. And um, you know, some some things some things are not some things go unseen. Um, and with that being said, I know you know the other movies that he's made as well. He, you know he does a great job, but uh, the Willie Beeman, you know some 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 of his <laughs> some of his television. But it's still, I, but it, 
But, hey, but he still cannot throw me. I already know that. I already know that. There he is. Michael, man, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Good luck to your football team. Good luck with the uh, Hall of Fame. I know how tough it is. My boy Kenny went through it for quite some time. He finally got in there, and like you, he threw a party. So enjoy yourself, my friend. Thank you for taking the time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. If they let me in, I'm coming back to the show, and we're going to celebrate. Oh, we're going to do that. We got you, brother. Don't worry about that. We got you. Have a good one, man. Good luck to you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Already. Man. There he is, Michael Bishop, man. Hopefully he gets into the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, Jamie Jamie Foxx is his I did not know that. That's crazy. That's a nice little nugget there. And basically what he's saying is some of them throws were Michael. (laughs) So was he he like – he should have been like an extra in the movie. I'm sure he was. I'm I'm sure he was. We'll have to go back and look at some of these credits. I was about to say, like, hold up, man. I got to go check that out. I was like, Jamie look good over there. Well, I guess Jamie did need to go to to like a coach then. No, he already had Kenfo there. Jamie played quarterback in high school, too. He's out of that Longview, Tyler area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's true. All right, yeah. there you go. That's good stuff That's by great Michael, stuff. man. Uh, good job there. Harge uh, knows yeah. every damn body. Hooking up, uh, hooking us up with a uh, great guest there during Harge Knock Life, Michael Bishop. I hope he gets into the Hall of Fame. It's tough, though. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very tough. It's a lot of Longhorns who right. still ain't made it in, and they are well-deserved. The DJ's on the oh, list, yeah. and so is um, uh, Dan Neal. Dan yeah. Neal Derek, was on the list. Derek Johnson's a no-brainer. Right. You would think. No, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm no, saying. Like, yeah, get that yeah. done. No, that's a, he's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. and, and I love Michael Bishop. Derek Johnson's getting in before Michael Bishop. <laughs> Sorry. Love Michael Bishop. I love, if, you, if you don't vote for Michael Bishop, you just didn't watch him. You ain't you seen didn't. him. That's you right. saw him, you'd be like, oh, he in. Yeah. Oh, he, but I seen it. Well, and for what he did for K-State football. Right. I mean, I know K-State football, I'm sure before that it was a lead-up. But from what I know about K-State football, part of the genesis of their ascent was he was a, it was Michael Bishop Heisman Trophy runner up? You know what I mean, Rick. like that. I, yeah. it, to me, that's like that's when I, that's a start of all of my my purple kryptonite memories, yep. nightmares. That's how I became that's what a player. Nightmare memories, but yeah, it was Michael Bishop was the start of that man. Obviously, uh, K State now uh, one of the, the the great brands in college football, and because of Michael Bishop, he went twenty four and zero at JUCO. That's what I'm saying. He was a I back remember, man. Back. He was a human highlight reel too. Yeah. Like he was, he was nice. Oh, he was definitely nice. Uh, so. Agent of chaos, man. But he was so. so fun to watch. All yep. right, uh, great interview there. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, a little off of the record. Apparently, I no longer have to carry this black guilt, and we will discuss it on the other side. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to another horn. Dd. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain man comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to another edition of Off the Record. We don't have a ton of time here, but it was well worth it to go over with Michael Bishop. We'll get that interview uh, from Hard Knock Life posted ASAP because you're going to want to hear that legend uh, for the Kansas State Wildcats, Michael Bishop, joining us. Okay, uh, before we get to, there's a couple of stories I want to address here. First, uh, and Hard sent this uh, via text to it, and I heard them talking about it on the morning show. And, now, and since I've seen it, obviously, several times, it's gone viral uh, and beyond on, uh, the twi- in the Twitterverse and online. Mattress Mac, the beloved Mattress Mac, he, iconic Mattress Mac, 
apparently was caught on video dropping a bunch of F-bombs and <laughs> some, some very unsavory language in an exchange with some Philly fans. I've never seen Mattress Mac like this. You talk about one of the classiest human beings in this country, on this planet, who's got a heart of gold, and the Philly fan base turned him into a heathen. <laughs> and he's just sitting there cussing and screaming at the top of his lungs, and every Astros fan gets it and understands it. Nobody's mad at Mattress Mac. No. It, it, it is symbolic of the frustration all <laughs> Astros fans feel right now. We went to be in this really classy, uh, perceived organization that, you know, we're revered. We were coming into this with 100 plus wins and, you know, <laughs> trying to build the dy- dynasty for the Astros. And now we're down to one. <laughs> and Mattress Mac is cussing out Philly fans Letting on viral videos. Yeah. That's where we are now. That's exactly where we're at. What a fall from grace. And the story goes yeah. that people were asking him. To pull up his shirt to see if he had a buzzer on it, like Altuve. <laughs> so mattress, mattress wasn't having it. Mattress Mac wasn't oh, having it. Oh man, it's sad. <laughs> I cannot believe they got Mattress Mac. They that got him fired up. up dog. That's man. how you know Philly fans are good. They've at what been they bad. They, they, the rumors were that they uh, mo- multiple restaurants were refusing to serve the, yeah. the team yesterday. Hey. Uh, they'll refuse to turn. I mean, seriously. The, everyone should just penalize Philly fans. No Philly fan should be allowed anywhere. The worst <laughs> fans in sports, bar none. Bar they, they, none. They are. Remember, even remember when Sark was asked, "Hey, when he's going to Texas OU, hey, have you ever been to a hostile environment like Texas OU?" And he was like, "Well, honestly, I went to Philly, <laughs> Philly. for a playoff game, and <laughs> <laughs> was not fun." And when he compared it, he's like, "That's that's, that's worse than Texas OU." Yeah. So Philly fans are really bad. I'll just say this though: I do respect Philly fans. A lot of people aren't willing to cross that line because they want to be considered classy fans and it's about sportsmanship. They don't care about those things. They're about giving their team an advantage. You all see the heckler giving oh Lance McCullers the business. While he right was there, warming up. Warming and giving him the business. <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't be able to focus with that guy yelling at me either. Talking all kind of crazy stuff. You got to get those noise cancellation Yes, headphones. you better get them beat by Dre or something. <laughs> they really believe that they can give their team an advantage and you know what? It works. Yeah. They, they got a Serious home field advantage in they all, in all their sports. They yes, get after for it, sure. you, and like you said, they carry it over into restaurant. Like they, they will lose money. Yep. So that they can yep. give their team exactly. advantage. Like you, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna pay whatever you say, whatever exactly. prices you say. We'll pay at this expensive steakhouse. Like no. We don't care. We yep. don't want your money. We'd rather you starve, you sonder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I get a Boston accent when I'm trying to do a Philly accent. But sorry, Boston people. Automatically comes out. I I'm thinking like, you know, A-hole. I'm thinking with D-bag, A-hole fan. <laughs> automatically a Boston fan comes out. I apologize. Uh, okay. Uh, last thing other than that, uh, I want to, and I'll give props to my man Cameron. He uh, sent this to I had a lot of people send this to me via Twitter, <laughs> and I really pre- appreciate you guys sending it. So apparently, I no longer need to have the black guilt. About I'm glad uh, that's off your back. The Rob. last white rhino, apparently, uh, the last starting white cornerback in the NFL was Jason Seahorn, and apparently the Giants thought I was going to be better than Jason Seahorn. <laughs> Not you took his uh, number, so, Rob. Yeah. You took uh, his so number. They drafted me to replace the last <laughs> white quarterback, and I felt bad ever since because honestly, they should have drafted somebody better <laughs> to replace the, the last white starting quarterback. I think we'd all agree with that. Uh, but Troy Abke. Uh, first white cornerback in the NFL starting since 2003. Yes, that was Rod. That was mm-hmm. back in Rod B's days back then. So there you go. So there you go. You're good now, man. Hey, at Black you Gil- can get that lifted. off your back. You it's can lifted. get it off your back now. Now it's a white. It's a starting white cornerback in the NFL. Yep. 
That's what I'm talking about, man. I'm I'm, I'm proud. I'm glad. For I'm the glad just, it's for, for the, the culture. culture. <laughs> for the culture. Seriously, man. I'm happy, proud, love man. It. I'm, I'm glad. Man, I'm happy. I mean, white people, y'all can't celebrate it, but I'll celebrate it for y'all. I love Y'all it. get in trouble celebrating the white quarterback. <laughs> but I we'll celebrate it for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right, baby. I'm proud Woo! of it. We, we know not to celebrate white cornerbacks. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what happens. When he falls down trying to chase somebody, be like, celebration over. Put away the cake. Are you going to pick whatever wide receiving fantasy is going against the white quarterback yeah, that week? That's what I'm doing on my, on my stat hero. Y'all wrong for that. Y'all wrong for that, man. Okay, who I got on I, stat y'all hero? Y'all wrong for that. I'm an Apke fan all the way, baby. All the way. I like it. All right, we'll come right back. We'll get into Astros losing to the Phillies. World Series breakdown and preview coming up next right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.